Well, Dwayne, listen. Uh, yeah. We are at episode 101. 101. Like we're the college class. We've crossed the threshold. We have. As, he's, as they say. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Kind uh, of amazing. You know, I dropped that old clip in there from our first one just for fun. Oh, yeah. I wonder if uh, oh people. God. Oh, hung around long enough to hear it? Yeah. If they, well, that and then understood what it was. Hopefully they got it. Yeah. Um, I, it was interesting to me to listen back at our first sort of shaky uh, yeah. right. <laughs> recording. Not that the rest of them weren't, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a little bit better anyway. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. got a little better, but it was, that was cool. Yeah. A couple yeah. of crazy kids. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> With it. a dream. <laughs> With a dream. No, yeah. No. <laughs> so we made it to uh, 101. Uh, thanks to our patrons. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, had a couple of new patrons this week. Always want to. Say thank you to those people. Um, it's much appreciated. Uh, you know, like I said, hard-earned money um, donating, which is nice. Um, exactly. Uh, anyways, okay, uh, where, where are we at? Let's yeah, let's, uh, you know, do what we did Chat the first you. hundred yeah. episodes yeah, right, and right. thank our listeners. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, thank you so much. Thank, we, you know, we couldn't do this without you. Absolutely not. Um, big shout out to our guests. Um, we'll have a couple more today, but you know, we couldn't do it without those guys and gals um, coming on the show, having um, faith in us and then right. sharing their experience. They kind of make this thing work. Absolutely. They validated it at the beginning and they're yep. just kind of keeping it trucking along there. It's very uh, humbling to have some of these folks on here. And uh, it's, it's fun. To, it's fun to meet new people as well. Same thing. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh, yeah, that's that's I'm one of been has been one of the perks. Yeah. Is uh, we got to meet a whole bunch of oh. cool people along the way. So, yeah. um, so hopefully we can continue more that. to come. Hopefully, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. So, what's new with you? How, how's your week? <laughs> uh, my week's been pretty good, kind of busy. Um, we had our our uh clinic, the uh, oh, conf yeah, conference clinic uh -huh. already, kind of probably one of the first ones, and um, and so that's kind of passed. So the, I've already taken the CFO test. I take the clinic test. And so my testing is over. That's a relief. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing, you know, is this <laughs> week you and I are doing, we're juicing. Oh, yeah. We're doing a juice clean. And, and we're not talking uh, steroids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, better be clear. Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing a juice cleanse. <laughs> You're hardcore. You're doing five days. Oh. I'm only doing three days. And uh, we're hungry. Basically. hungry so, <laughs> hungry yeah but we're gonna go out to breakfast on saturday yes with some as big a pancakes as a reward looking yeah. forward to it so yeah. uh so yeah that's yeah. how it's going yeah yep, yep. how about yourself same thing you yeah. know i mean uh same deal just getting prepared for clinics uh you got yours through um we got ours yeah. coming up um yep. uh just getting ready to uh uh, yeah, a little, we got a little event, um, uh, coming up prior to our clinic, a little social event, kind of getting that figured out mm -hmm. and, uh, just getting ready for the season. So, um, a lot of things happening, a oh, lot yeah. of parts moving. Um, it's kind of wild. Hey, but hey, we're back. It seems, um, yeah, we're back. Yep. yep. <laughs> Unlike 2020. So here we go. Uh, let's see what else. I got it. Got an email. Yeah, you got an email to read, right? Well, I mean, we've gotten a, a number of emails, and obviously, we don't read them all. But uh, when there's one we, you know, that kind of a little bit stands out, or uh -huh. we feel like it's worthy, we'll read it. 
Um, this one's from Mark Mark Walker. Okay. And uh, this was uh, about a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, good job as always with the recent podcast. The last one with Matt Mills on the overtime periods was like gospel. Uh-huh. You can't, That's praise right there. Yeah. You can't beat his simple but thorough ex- explanation of the overtime and try down rules knowledge. He has a great way of simplifying very confusing and complex rules. Fuddle, F-U-D-L, mm-hmm. is something else I can add to my ever-growing arsenal. There it is. Now. Um, and so he met you. He, he mentions he met you. Yep. And then uh, he loves the quotes. And we're going to use one of his quotes. The quote, excuse me, uh, he, it wasn't his quote, but he has it at the bottom of his email. And we're going to just use that as a quote of the week today. So it was looking forward, to, looking forward. Thanks, to that, I think I, I, yeah, he, we talked about it a little bit and, uh, it's a great one. And, um, he, he was really wanted to share that. So I'm like, Hey, send Dwayne an email. Let's go. Yeah. What are we waiting for? So, uh, he did. And then here we go. We'll, we'll share that here in a second. Yep. Uh, how to reach us. Uh, same as always. Right. Uh, let's see the website rule 11 officials.com. Uh-huh. And, uh, please subscribe yeah. to our emails. And uh, we don't send a lot of emails, but you'll get whatever the ones we send. Sometimes we send some interesting information. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Twitter at rule11officials.com. Oh. Excuse me, at rule11officials. There it is. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we need to start tweeting more. We we'll probably yes. may do that. Um, and then email rule11officials at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. Those are the places. And then uh, iTunes, Spotify is where you're listening. Uh, go ahead and rate, rate us if you'd like. <laughs> give right. Us the, give us the one through the four or through the five star. And exactly. uh, go from there. So, th- um, so great. Uh, who, what are we doing today? You, you mentioned we were going to talk to a couple people. Yeah. Um, so what are we doing? We're going to talk to, um, I'm sure maybe we'll call this the family series, but no. Okay. We're going to talk to a couple of brothers who yeah. are uh, football officials. Brothers in arms. Yeah. D1 football officials, uh-huh. um, Dale and Ben Keller. Looking and forward so to And yeah. so um, they're both great officials and should be interesting yeah. to talk to. Yep. Probably talk a little because they're both line of scrimmage. They are both line of scrimmage Probably as well. Talk so. a little bit about that and a little bit about them and we'll see where it takes us. Exactly. Exactly. So. So with that said, hey, let's let's hear that quote of the week. All right. So this one is from he says it's from um his uh his uh co- colleague um is as is a fellow physical therapist okay. just like Mark. Okay. Um Tom Delonzo Baker says the purpose of life is to find your gift. The meaning of life is to give it away. Such a good quote. That's a good quote. It's really, I, I loved it when he told me that. It's it's a great quote. Um, yeah. But the name Tom uh, Delonzo Baker uh-huh. is a pretty solid is that name. Solid. Oh, yeah. Geez. We love solid names. Yeah. I love, I love that one. That's good. <laughs> no, thanks for the quote. It was great. Um, uh, it's so true. So true. So true. Um, okay. Listen, um, let's get into this 101, episode 101. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some line of scrimmage one-on-one. I don't know. Oh, we'll we'll find go. out. We'll there find out here in a minute. Um, so hang tight and we'll be right back with the Kellers. The preparation starts long before then. It starts now with people listening to your podcast 
I have my my goal is always the same every year, uh, and yet it sounds corny. It's the same one the CFOS preaches every year, and that's 100 percent on line of scrimmage fouls. Um, you kind of build a rapport with these coaches, so they know who you are, and and they can trust you, or they know whether they know where they're going to get out of you. What I like to think is the truth will set you free, but first it's going to piss you off. So if you're not if you don't really realize who led that dance, uh, it'll cause you to fire on the wrong shot clock. The game's got to be stopped, and the communicator's fully responsible for letting that replay official know that the quarterback's at the line and the snap's imminent. And in essence, you better make up your mind real fast because they're about to go live again. The next thing I know is I got his size 12 cleat throwing up my chest because he's running over me for a few yard gain. Wow. Unfortunately, I didn't get hurt. Fortunately, I didn't get hurt, but I got up and I was. Uh, I was F-bombing that guy who gave me that piece of advice, thinking, you know what, I'm going to stay doing what I was doing. Okay. Hey, Dwayne, like we mentioned in the uh, beginning of this thing, brothers in arms, the Keller brothers are joining us to talk a little bit about themselves and, and uh, hopefully some uh, line of scrimmage, no pun intended, 101 for this episode of 101. <laughs> so uh, let's start uh, Let's start with... Let's, uh, yeah, let's bring them in. Uh, yeah. You, you know, ben I want, and Dale Keller. Yeah, but I wanted yeah. to, you know... Ben was talking before we got started that, you know, Dale was going to big time him and be little, you know, be last show. Up. So let's start with Ben. Oh, we Ben, got... tell us. <laughs> gotcha. Ben. Yeah, ben needs to be first one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we always, it here we go. The brothers already, already competing. Here we go. Hopefully this hour gets better for me. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I was good. No, obviously, thanks guys for, for having us on, uh, you know, Ben Keller. I uh, currently work in the Big Sky Conference um, in officiating college since 2008, and uh, really happy to be here. I mean, you'll hear from Dale. Dale's a couple, you know, natties under his belt, but uh, you know, <laughs> wanted to uh, appreciate the opportunity. Obviously, you guys are great. Listen to a lot of a lot of the the podcast, so I'm excited to be on. Right, on. thanks. Thank man. you. And you, and what position you work? Line of scrimmage, line of scrimmage. So, you know, yeah, everything from you know, either one. I mean, these days, right? You should, yeah. In between, you know, headlinesman or head, headline judge and, and line judge, right? P- pretty uh, interchangeable, huh? Cool. Okay, Dale. Yeah, then uh, Dale Keller. Uh, yes. This would be my seventh year in the Pac 12 conference as a line judge. And uh, I'm just trying to keep getting better to, so Ben doesn't uh, take my spot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, but like Ben gotcha. said, we're very excited to be on and uh, talk some line of scrimmage as well as some of our uh, experience. So that's great. That's awesome. We appreciate you guys joining us. So, yeah. So, uh, how did you both get to start in officiating? Could just start there. I think Dale has a pretty good story. Dale, you can lead us off here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this was a, it's a family thing. Uh, our stepfather, Carl Gertz, who's been a longtime high school crew chief in uh, Las Vegas and part of the, Las, the Southern Nevada Official Association is responsible for the chain crew at clock. So okay. as us growing up as kids uh, in elementary school, middle school, we'd go work the chains. So we'd get picked up. Um, by, by Carl, our stepfather, and the old one of those box-style Jeep Cherokees. And after school, yeah. we'd stop by the 7-Eleven, get a big gulp, and Sports Talk Radio was on the was on the radio. I listened to that in the drive-in, and so and we got to participate in all those high school pregames uh, growing up as kids. And we got to pick up a lot of knowledge just by watching the game on the sidelines, doing the chains, 
Um, as well as after the game, you know, we go out as a crew together and there's many times, and I know my mother likes to uh, tell the story that we'd fall asleep in the, at the bar. It was everybody's <laughs> drinking. So that's how we kind of got started. Yeah. And Ben was always one who fell asleep though. <laughs> ah, okay. okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And so, um, when did you, when did you get started? And like, when did you get the bug? Did you, and first, did you guys play football as well? I think you did. Yeah, we both played high school football and, uh, I was never good enough to play college football, but, uh, Ben, Ben was more of the athlete. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah I mean, definitely. You know, play, you know, growing up, right, playing playing everything from youth ball up to, you know, um, high school and then college for myself, you know, always around the game. But to answer your question directly, right, like how did we actually get on? Like when was our first snap, yeah. right? When was our first snap on the field? And Dale, I think there's a picture. I don't know if you can pull it up or we can send it, but what are we, 14 years old at, at a youth game on a, on a Saturday at 8 a.m. or something? Yeah, I was in middle <laughs> school. I, I think I was doing uh, Pop Warner. Then somehow it was like a – spring junior high school game so yeah that's that was one of the first games i i did um but it really didn't get going until college for me at least where went up here to nevada reno and uh uh started fishing high school football and college for some extra beer money on the side and just fit really well with my schedule just working saturday uh, thursday friday and saturday so that was a great part-time job gotcha yeah that seems to be um pretty popular uh, a way of uh, we've talked to a lot of people that um, that you know used extra cash in college to uh, to get started and uh, just depending on who was the who was the uh, person that uh, was the impetus of getting that started um, you know for you guys it sounds like another family affair which is great um, and like looking forward to hearing more about that uh, down yeah, right here so I, I would just add you know I, I think you know I kind of joke you know Dale had about a four-year head start uh, on me when it came to, you know, officiating, uh, you know, <laughs> high school and college, because he was, you know, he was doing it as a, as a freshman. I think Dale's first junior college game when he was like 19 or wow. or, tw- or 20 years old, right? Yeah. And and I kind of got into it after I graduated, after I came back and said, okay, you know, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have a family, right? I kind of want something else to do. And then, you know, it's naturally kind of re and re upped in the, in the officiating world here in, in Vegas in high school. Okay. So real quick with that said, uh, just so we can get an understanding. Uh, is there a four-year age difference between you two, or is that just how it worked? Uh, you guys, what's your age difference from each other? Yeah, so so we're we're, we're a year, and the reason oh, yeah. I say okay. the reason I say a four-year head start is because when I was playing college football, Dale yeah. was officiating college football. Yeah, right? okay. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you put it that way, it's like, oh wow. I mean, so definitely, you know, I always say Dale okay. got the, the head start there. Nice. Okay. Cool. So let me ask you. So you grew up in sort of in in officiating, uh, Ben. And as a player, how were you two officials? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to divulge all the stories, but I thought they were—I thought, I thought they were dorks. You know, yeah. I really did. You know, and, and even you know, playing—I you know, played varsity. You know, as, as a sophomore, right, living in, in the glory days here a bit. You know, and, and, but when we got done with the varsity game on on Friday night, my dad said, "Hey, we need help to help in the youth fields." All right, how many you know, how many games today? Right, three, four, five. If, if you can cover three games, that'd be great. So it was just you know we came out there with those black you know stiff you know shorts, right? Not not the cool Nike ones that everyone wears, but the stiff ones with the the non fitted shirts, the big you know thick polyester you know stripes or the thin stripes of the thick shirt. So. Uh, it was kind of um, you know, uh, and I opened her. Hey, I, I might be one of those dorks, right? 
<laughs> but Ben, you, you failed to mention though during playing when when you the adrenaline was flowing, and since you knew the rules, right? I think we knew the rules pretty much, uh, and we saw something called maybe not correctly. You would maybe let that official hear. <laughs> I, I did get ejected from a high school football game, but uh, that's, that's that's as far as I'm going to go. So okay. hey, we we can accept that. Okay. Wow. It, it was an interesting meeting because you know in Vegas, right? They meet on Sunday nights. The local associates. <laughs> interesting meeting is oh, that yeah. uh, following Sunday, seeing the official that uh, threw me out. So f- fun time. Oh, <laughs> that's that's fun. Gotcha. That's a good story. Um, okay, so we we briefly mentioned right. Um, Dale's in the Pacific Twelve, and 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 Ben is working in the Big Sky Conference currently. Um, we always we're always working here to get to to try and get better. That's that's the goal, right? I mean, that's kind of why we're doing this and uh, why we started this. Uh, how do you got? How have you two helped each other down the road, or still currently today, um, improve your craft um, and help each other get better? I would say it's finding that person and, and fortunately as brothers, we can be this open and honest with one another. And that goes from holding each other accountable or how we look or Hey, what are you doing on the field? This doesn't look right type of thing. So having that person, I think that's really helped out. And even asking the stupid questions from rules questions to what would you do on this situation? Uh, or somebody would be in your court, but they'll also tell you how it is. That's, that's imperative. I mean, cause you, you, sometimes you can't find that, um, yeah. with, uh, just any, any general person that you want to call a, a mentor. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's solid. Do you say send each other plays and things and kind of, you know, ask, you know, what do you think about this? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I absolutely do. I think, you know, 100%. Uh, I would add though that, I, I, for me, I think it's a lot more difficult, right, when it's a family member that's giving you, you know, constructive <laughs> criticism sure. than a, a mentor who, you know, maybe be an association who, you know, you'll talk to here and there because, you know, so you see the see the person at Thanksgiving, you see the person, right, they're going to call you. So for me, it's definitely, you know, when I hear Dale's feedback, I totally understand it. But for me, it's a little more difficult than, you know, maybe a mentor that I'm not related to, if that makes sense. Absolutely makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. You bring Absolutely. an example about sharing plays. I'll bring up one story is that uh, Ben prides himself with some catch signals and secondary catch signals. Okay. Close to the sideline, right? So we, we talk about how do you be your own person as an official? How do you um, maybe let your personality out a little bit, but still be uh-huh. within the bounds of the game? Um, so we talk about too, about, here's a play that he sends because do you think this was overdone enough? You know, was, was this too much for me? So it was a play close catch to the sideline um, and he nails the call, right? He comes in kills the clock and here comes the secondary catch signal. And as you know, that secondary catch signal, you put your hands up in the air and you bring them straight down close to your, your pelvis area. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ben maybe over-exaggerated this a little bit, <laughs> got on his tippy toes and put all of his effort into that catch signal. And if you've seen Ben in person, he is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is fit and in shape and muscular. So it just looked, it looked outstanding. <laughs> nice. Nice. But, yeah, that, but it may have been, may have been a little bit too much. Ben. <laughs> Getting up you on know, the toes was a little bit too much. 
you know, that, that's why that's why you have a mentor right, that yes. can set you straight and say, hey, l- let's not do that again. Right? Yeah. If, if you okay. if you want to be at that same level for the next you know fifteen years, keep doing that. But if uh, you know if not, you should probably change it up. And and so, to my defense, it was a snowy game. I slipped a little bit, right? So it wasn't completely. And we both share mentors too. I think that's a cool thing okay. too. So we both sent that play to a, a person we both well respect, and he goes, "Yeah, I like it." So um, you know, <laughs> everybody's got a flavor, right? Yep. Yep. You need that tiebreaker too. too that's a right? snowy game. Uh, that's that something comes to mind with that. Um, I'll keep it at that. You, you <laughs> mentioned something about your brother had a couple of natties in his belt. Um, I, I, I remember a snowy game that uh, Ben worked. That was pretty big too. Was it that one? <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, it, it happened to, you know, the division two game on ESPN. City? So I, yeah, and I, I got a lot of texts from it. So like I said, I grew up, I grew up a little bit, right? Not, not, not so, not so big anymore. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, let's, we've been glossing over this a little bit. Yeah. Two national championships. Mr. Dale Keller. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so first of all, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. And you were in, you were in this mo- most recent one in 2019. Correct. Was? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. What do I guess? I guess it's hard to, at least for me to talk about myself, but what do you attribute that sort of success to? You've only been in the Pac 12 seven years, you said. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've been very fortunate, I think, through my career and uh, relatively young for this profession. And uh, it's, it's, I attribute that just to uh, understanding the game a little bit and not making the same mistake twice. If there's a mistake made, I've made them and I try to learn from other people else's mistakes. And, and that's always been my goal. How do I be the best? How do I uh, perfect my craft? And what do I need to get better and look at myself? Uh, retrospectively and make sure that this is, you know, how can I be better? How can I get best? And I've had some great uh, referees and mentors along the way that says, you know, you got this wrong and I would try to come up with excuses. And the answer is you just need to get better. And when somebody tells you, you just need to get better, you can either go in a shell or get better. So, uh, and then lastly, I got, you know, been in the right spot a couple of times. So, which helps out. Yeah. Timing, timing's everything. Um, so let's move on. You're talking okay. about getting sort of getting ready. Um, we're in this, this part of this, we're in the get ready part of the season, right? I think you're always getting ready, but definitely now we're in the, the, the get ready part of the, the year. Um, what are you, some of the things you guys do to sort of prepare for the season? Ben, you want to start with that yeah, one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I think you know, as we get closer, my biggest thing that I just try to get as much of are, are snaps. And whether that be in-person snaps, whether that be, you know, film, but just seeing as much football as you can and, and seeing different types of plays, right? Uh, kickoffs and, and punts and what you're looking for. My biggest thing is especially coming up to the, to the first game, right? Get as many snaps as you can. And you know, if, you, if you are, for me, what I've done in the past, if I am working in the kind of that week one game, Let's just say it's at Southern Utah. I try to get there, right, to at least do one Southern Utah scrimmage before I actually see them, you know, uh, real time. So that's my biggest thing from what I do. Obviously, we have all the rules stuff that we've been doing since February. We have, you know, all the mechanics stuff that we're reading in the manual. But for me, the biggest thing is snap, snap, snap. 
yeah, by Dale, this, anything different? Yeah, by this time, right, we all getting ready for clinics or just had our clinics. So yeah. you want to get through those rules and yeah. know those water bucket plays. But after you pass that test, you get it done. That's where we want to focus on what to expect and how do you be in the right position. And the Ben said, get out on the field. Um, some of us with COVID hasn't been on the field for a while. So work those kinks out and get in the many snaps, even from your local high school association. If they have a clinic, help out, give back and watch other people um, yeah. perform in their, when they get ready for their high school season. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I know you guys do a lot of giving back to, um, yeah. to uh, uh, younger officials. Uh, so that's, that's awesome. Um, so you mentioned, uh, Dale, that Ben was pretty fit. Um, you're fit yourself. You guys both look great um, physically. Have you always kind of uh, had a focus on fitness coming up, or is that new with officiating? I know Ben played football, so it's probably a carryover for that. But um, you could talk about the role of fitness plays in your life. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off because I was just trying to keep up with Ben, right? He was playing college football and uh, <laughs> and really and, and had that mindset from the start. That, you know, he lived that uh, mindset and that was part of his routine. And, and for the college, you get some bad habits, right? And you're not lifting as much and you're maybe not eating the best food or drinking best uh, beverages. Uh, so that kind of motivated you to say, all right, how do you, even though you might be skinny, but are you really in shape and are you putting in the right level of effort and you don't need to be, you know, a bodybuilder, but you need to be flexible and, you know, you need to be, your mind needs to be tough in the fourth quarter. Mm. And, it, and especially on these hot September days when it's hundred degrees out, you you need to be focused and having that mindset for your physical ability plays just more, just as much as your mental ability you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So how real quick with that, um, what are some, what are some things you do um, at least maybe um, with your diet to, to help that nourishment for, cause I, I think uh, we were chatting with uh, Justin Nelson and he, he always talks a lot about that as far as, um, you know, staying fit in the mind for, you know, 180, 230 plays, whatever that is. Is there anything you do special with that to, uh, to prepare game day for, your mental health and, uh, and, and stay hydrated and all that stuff for throughout the game. Anyone take I'll, that one? Yeah, sure. I'll give a pretty simplistic uh, answer. I'm not sure it's as intricate as maybe <laughs> you're hoping for. Yeah. One big thing about myself yeah. is that, you know, it's like Dale mentioned, I, we're all habits of routines. Mm -hmm. And for me, right. I typically like to get up five, five fifteen in the morning, get a workout in, start my day, you know, go to work, have family, have dinner, and then go to bed and then, you know, rinse and rinse and repeat. What I found, and it, I, maybe this is just to me or maybe other officials have found this way as well. If you have a seven o'clock kickoff mm -hmm. right, at Southern Utah, hey, by seven o'clock in my regular routine three, four months prior, I'm yeah. winding down for bed. Right. So yeah. I've truly throughout, and this is not something that I just, you know, I thought about overnight, something that I've kind of learned over the, really the last seven years is that, hey, you know, for me, I want to set my routine, right? Again, you have to be flexible in your, in your work and everything. But if you can, right, hey, maybe instead of getting that, that 5 a.m. workout, hey, get that workout after after work, right, or at 7 or 8 o'clock at night so your body knows, hey, this is time where, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go now versus winding down. So for me, I kind of, I peak at that game time. 
uh, every Saturday. And if it's a one o'clock kick, okay, great. I know yeah, I'll be ready to go by one o'clock. I'm good. If it's a seven o'clock kick that week prior, if I can just try to get an extra hour or, or hour and a half of sleep and get that workout in, 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 in the evening. So that's just oh, kind wow. of my, my, my little bit of, uh, you know, maybe that's just, you know, my, my, my mind, that's definitely something that's, that's, that's helped me a lot. No, that's, that's pretty, that's great. I mean, that's something that we've never really heard before. Um, at least to, on this thing. So, yeah, uh, you, you can almost treat it like traveling somewhere. So you're prepping the body pre- properly. And you say you do it for a week prior. If you know, you have a second, seven o'clock game, uh, kick, uh, that that's great. I, I'm sure a lot of people will pull something from that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think also weather wise, I think you can kind of simulate some of the, uh, you know, the time of the day it's going to be if you do it, if you do a workout during that time as well. So if you're out there running or something like that, um, it may be a little bit warmer or cooler and you can get used to that. So that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. a good point. Yeah. Yep. yeah and, and we all know, right. I mean, the whole physical ability, right. The Dale's point, you don't have to be a muscular bodybuilder, right. You just have to right, look good on the field. Right. And that's obviously by how you look physically, but also how your mechanics are. And then the third kind of key to that is the rules. Right. And I think, you know, uh, and, and I think for some people, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? If you are fit, right. And you have a good mechanics, like, well, does the guy know the rules, right? You, does he actually know the rules? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true, right? But vice yeah. versa, uh, you know, man, look at but he sure knows the rules. So it's definitely, I've heard both both sides over the course of my career. So definitely, you know, you got to have all three. Yeah, absolutely. Another example of some balance in a different aspect. Huh? Yep, yep. Um, you ready? Yeah, so listen, <laughs> here, uh, let's, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a member of the deep family myself, uh, but I'm surrounded by two line of scrimmage officials and one former line of scrimmage official. Um, and so I'm going to learn here. <laughs> okay. So I, I got a couple, just to start with one question, because I always believe that the plate is pretty full um, for the line of scrimmage officials. Now I will say with the uh, new mechanic, with the umpire and the offensive backfield and seven person mechanic, the back judge's plate got a little fuller. So I can, I can understand some of this. Uh, nobody yeah. wants to hear about your back. Okay. <laughs> but tell me, what are some of the m- most dis- difficult aspects of the line of scrimmage official? And what do you do to prepare for these uh, situations or, uh, you know, looks or, or, or rules or philosophies? What do, you, what do you guys do to prepare for these difficult spots in the line of scrimmage? Yeah, I think you nailed it, Tyler. The biggest thing is you have decision after decision after decision, and that happens within one second. So it's simplifying what happens and what you can anticipate by getting small cues of how linemen are lined up on a either a three-point stance or a two-point stance, um, understanding what the down and distance is hmm. and not deviating from what got you there. So sticking with the routine that you feel comfortable and confident within and you officiate the play as it comes in you. Um, I think that's probably one of the most difficult aspects is you have those decision after decision after decision. Now, what, what's not talked a lot about is of how often we have to be correct. We have to be correct 100% of the time mm-hmm. and to get better from there. And that includes spots, right? I think if you take a look at spots of even any college football, Division One you watch on ESPN, you're going to see missed spot after missed spot. So that's something that I think – we should challenge all of our line of scrimmage officials to take a look at those spots and, and see how well you do. That's great stuff. And, and just talking about spots, 
and this is not just critical spots. It's just any spot during the game, throughout the game. Don't wait until, you know, you have that third and third and two. And on that spot, you're talking about every spot during the game, right? Right. Yeah. Because if you get the spot on a first down play and you nail it, and it could be a, a two-yard gain and you nail that spot because you know what hand the ball is in. You can understand a double action between when the knee hit and then when the rest of the body comes down. If you do that for every single play, it's not going to surprise you on a third and two where it becomes critical or a goal line play. We have double action on almost every play or you understand for progress when the receiver was hit, when contact was made. And uh, so that, that we shouldn't be surprised on a third and two type of play. So with let's just I'm gonna ask you a question and, and I guess either of you can answer this uh, for the for the the line of scrimmage officials that that you know maybe brand new that maybe listening um, you know first year maybe moving to HRL can you how about this you, you go go through balls dead and tell the next snap what are some of the thoughts you said we got to make decision 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 up to the snap and then after the snap what is your routine as during the dead ball period. Just in a general sense, um, that maybe somebody can learn something from. So let, let me let me take this and I'll toss it uh, toss it over to you. Uh, you. You brought up a great point, and I'm, I'm going to gear this to hey, you're you know a, a first first year line scrimmage official, maybe you're doing junior college, maybe you're doing division three, division two, right? And you, every clinic you go to, you get a guy like I'm going to pick on Dale. Dale Keller, what's your pre-snap routine? He has like 15 or 20 things on his pre-snap routine, which is great, right? I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a reason why he's, you know, him and him and the guys right, are, are, are some of the best out there. Yeah. I always, you know, went to the, the Tate Council Griffith camp and, you know, lots of um, people wanting to get better there. Lots of, you know, really um, young as far as their career and, and, and officiating. Mm-hmm. So, guys, keep it extremely simple, yeah. right? Because they're worried about, okay, a line to gain, first down, substitutions. Because if you can get through three three simple steps yeah. your job at the line of scrimmage is extru- it, it just makes it a lot more simple so for me right for especially for entry-level uh, line of scrimmage officials i said okay, key formation set so as they break the huddle you identify hey who's your key uh-huh. is the formation legal and are they set you've just knocked off a whole bunch of stuff so now you know okay Formation is legal. Everyone's set. So obviously we can't have right any legal shift to a, to a false start. So now, now they're set. So now all you're worried about is, Hey, is it false start? Is it yeah. DOF? Yeah. Now you can, as you get, you know, more advanced. Okay. Now is the, is, are the guys on the defense pressed? Hey, how are my tackles? Right. You can go through the rest of your, of your, of your pre-snap routine, but for entry level people, they're like, Oh my gosh, I have to do kind of the down and distance. And, <laughs> but, but, but by that time the ball snapped and they're like, Oh my gosh, everyone was moving at the snap and I don't know what the heck happened. Yeah. Right. So, as you, my biggest thing, I've talked to a lot of, you know, kind of younger officials. Yeah, this, is, this is what works for me. A key formation set, and now you can work the snap. And that's, that's kind of great. what I've, I've kind of preached to, to younger officials. That's great. Such a, such a good point. Um, I mean, I noticed something similar um, with folks, younger officials just coming up. They're trying to do the same things that a Dale Keller or a Ben Keller does on a, on a Saturday when – they need to build a foundation and then just start adding one or two things later on. So that's a great point. Yeah. Don't, don't try and do, you know, Dale <laughs> Keller. Now do what Dale Keller was doing when he was the first year and then, and then built to that. That's a great point. Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. Then becomes second nature, right? Then you don't right. even think yeah. about it. And that's why it's very difficult even for me to come up with my pre-snap routine. I, you have to really think through that. Right. So I like, yeah. and then you said terrific. 
Yeah. 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 Good point, Dale. Like, I'm sure like your pre-snap routine when you first started is a lot different than it is now. And over the years, it changes, right? You, some stuff becomes second nature and you don't even have to put it in the list anymore. Um, then other things you want to maybe focus on that you add to it. So, yeah. And, and some of the uh, maybe more experienced officials who are listening is then you start looking into, all right, where's that defensive lineman? Where's that DE? Is he, is he pressed against the line of scrimmage? Is he a little bit off? So now you're ruling, all right, if he moves at all, is he going to be in the neutral zone or not? Am I going to have a flag or not? And then you can start digesting that and, uh, those are things that you start thinking about those minor, maybe more detailed oriented things. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it, that stuff blows, really blows me away. I mean, we got 40 seconds. Ball's dead. We have 40. No, we do have 40, <laughs> but they probably use 25 of it. Right. And you have so many things to uh, make judgments on before the ball is even snapped. And I, I'm totally impressed uh, by the, the, um, the uh, efforts and the knowledge that line scrimmage officials do. And I'm not just blowing smoke. You guys really are talented and uh, <laughs> totally impressed all the time. Um, Dwayne, you want to. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about. So line of scrimmage officials are a little unique. You have somebody across from you, the other line of scrimmage official that you have to work in concert with. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about some of the um, important aspects of that relationship um, and how you, you sort of, you know, build that, um, I don't know, <laughs> you know, build that relationship with the, your opposite, uh, side partner. Yeah, sure. And, uh, uh, I'll be on my, that's my seventh year in the conference. I'll be on my fifth different minus oh, wow. partner. <laughs> so yeah. And everybody's unique. Everybody has their strengths. Everybody has weaknesses and you, it takes a while to adapt to that. Um, but the biggest thing for even if you're working with a new sideline partner and it's maybe for just who one game is really owning your position and trusting that your cross the field line of scrimmage official is going to do their job. And so that goes into a, you know, we talk about from center, from, from ball to sideline. And, and that really does apply for pre-snap routine and pre-snap uh, fouls for that association, for that aspect of it. So, you know, one thing that maybe, um, gets at me a little bit. We have like a false start on my right tackle and we have a flag from the opposite uh, side as well. That, that mm-hmm. tells me you were not trusting each other. So trust me that I'll get the call right. I'll get the, um, I know what I'm doing and likewise. So that, I think there's a lot of trust built on that and owning your position. And then that's at the, that's at the snap. And when you get through the play and we talk about cross field mechanics and spots the ball and you're going to have times where you give and play where you might think you're right or they might think you're right, but uh, those are things you, you have opportunities to talk over with and be patient. I think that as you start developing that relationship and uh, if you have a chance to work with that official again, talk over some things that were off. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're owning your position, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it should be pretty smooth. I don't know what you, from your perspective, has been. Yeah, you're you're spot on, and and the question is, how do you gain that trust? How 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 do you gain that trust with a guy that you just got put on a crew with, and um, you know now you're working with him for ten straight games, right? And yeah. that comes with kind of game after game, and trying to do as much of that, you know, conversations during the week as you can. And then to Dale's point, when something happens, right, 
Hey, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, Monday. Hey, do you have time? Let's 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 re- let's review fifteen plays or ten plays or five plays. So, you know, we, we all get you know it, this is you know efficient. We, we all get you know paired up with senior people that have extremely extremely good, a lot better than you are, right? And you learn from them, and vice versa. Lots of times, you're helping to mentor a guy across from you, or a guy or, or, or a gal across from you. So definitely, we're all put in these positions at different times, types, and you know, it's different times in our career. And it's really just about you know uh, building that trust and and learning. That's great. Um, one qu- one more question with that is we talked about you know, or Dale talked about you know, you guys own your position, do your job first, um, and trust each other. Can you touch on maybe a couple? aspects um where you're going to rely on your partner for help um maybe a couple situations where you know maybe you're going to try and own the spot where but you're going to look for help but what are are some situations like that where you're looking to your partner for some help yeah i think a lot of times is we have receivers coming back to the ball and you're understanding this close to the sideline or not uh and that's reading each other's body languages. And there's a lot of times from a line of scrimmage wise, you can, uh, you have a feel for if a play is right in front of you, it blows up and it's coming back. There's a forward progress situation that could occur. And if I'm on that play and I'm hanging back and I'm not coming up for the spot, you know, I have my hand up, say the play is over with, and I'm hanging back. That's where I expect the opposite side official to come in and come in a little bit harder to say, hey, I have you here, partner, and I have the spot for you. So those are times I think we, you have to read each other's body language and these things that we talk through. Um, when you want to finish the play and knowing you could leave a spot as well, leave some dead ball. If you leave a spot, you should be um, have the confidence that your partner will be there because if he's the off-field official, offside official, he'll be standing at that spot and the umpire could even spot the ball off him because you guys are already lined up. That's one thing I, I think really as a, as a newer official too, is we want to make sure that you agree on that spot. When you guys eventually get there, get there for your umpire and near each other that you're on the same yard line, acknowledging that, yep, this is the spot. Uh, quick question. Have you two ever worked across from each other? Actually, we, we, we have. We worked, uh, was it 2000? 18, I don't know, Sierra Vista, Durango, freshman game, Thursday night or Wednesday night, uh, <laughs> in, in season with our, their stepfather, he's referee. And, oh, and wow. I, yeah, it was a, I think it was a freshman or, or a JV game. And I think, yeah, this is a classic story where the, the official wanted to make sure, uh, the coach wanted to make sure to let the other official know that he was terrible and he should never be working, you know, high school football. <laughs> and you know, we, we get many of those stories, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but not not the joint answer question. Not you know, not a only a college level um, game. So we have we have not not done that. So in the freshman in the freshman game, uh, when Ben you were at the thirty five and Dale was at the thirty four, who 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 won that spot? It, 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 it depends. On, it depends which side of the uh, of the field the ball was, was spotted at. Yeah. Okay. You talk about communication too. There's yeah. there's times on the OTO, I'll jump on and I'll mm-hmm. and I'm I'm more verbal uh, and vocal on these OTO systems. So I'll even go across and say, "Hey Ben, you're off a yard, right?" Yeah. So I'll, I'll just <laughs> yeah. I'll, depending who it is, right? Yep, you're next to us first, but sure. yeah, use that opportunity on communication, even to bring the person over on timeouts or after a touchdown, you have some downtime. So it's a good opportunity to talk to one another. Yeah, I bet trust is a huge factor in that deal. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, so 
what what are some of the items, uh, some of the things you do to make your referee's life a little easier? You know, trying to make him look good, him or her look good. You want to start, Ben, or I can start? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll just say two, two, two things. One's, one's really simple. 99% uh, of the time, no, if it's a first down or not. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. that, that will make a referee's job very, very easy because they, they know, hey, it's going to be a first down or it's right third and one or, you know, third. So my biggest thing there, hey, any last game official, if you want to gain trust of a, of a referee, right, uh, know if it's a first down 99.9% .9 of the time. And if it's not, it better be, you know, fourth quarter tie ball game and, and you know, they're, they're trying to win the game. So that'd be my, my, my first thing on, you know, what to make, you know, as far as the referee's uh, job easier. I mean, I think the second, the second thing, which I'm sure Dale will, will touch on, just foul reporting. I mean, I, I'm always trying to get better on foul reporting. I've, I've, I was atrocious, so absolutely atrocious uh, at a point. But, you know, I've, I've had, you know, I kind of, you know, relate this back to a, a junior college referee said, hey, you guys, I don't know the rules as well. So here's the deal. When you, when you report the, the foul, I need to know, right, I need a foul, the yardage, the penalty, and, and the signal. Give me all of those, right? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and obviously he was joking, right? He, he knew uh -huh. the rules. But okay. it's one of those things where, like, hey, how does your referee want to know, right, that, that information and in, in, in what order? And then if, you, if you can do that, your, your referee will obviously love you. Nice. Okay. Okay. Dale? Yeah, and to be adaptive. So if the referee asks you to do something, do it. Um, and that could be changing how you do your, your dead ball routine of either going up with your hand up in the air as you have the down and waiting for your umpire to move. But if he wants you to be signaling for substitutions and that's what he wants out of you, then, then do it. Um, each one has their own quirks of how they get want the game to be ran. And, and for us too, we, we have a good perspective too about, um, how the play situation is going to occur and, um, this game situation. So if we could help them out with that game situation, either on offsides or appellate enforcement. The other thing that we, we didn't touch upon was, I, I agree with Ben, no first downs, don't have your referee come over and, and let him rule if it's a first down or not. You should have it 100% of the time mm. um, in case we, unless we have one to pull out the chains. But regarding penalty enforcements, as he's doing his uh, announcement, we should already be moving forward in that tandem between sideline partners and penalty enforcements. We should all be on the same page and understanding and have that foul administered by the time the referee is done with this announcement. Yeah. I bet that's what they love that, right? <laughs> Turned around and we're ready to go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Some good, good points good to help the referee out. Okay. Um, that's enough with the referee. Yeah. Get back we'll move to, on let's to, back to the uh, important quick people. mechanics. Yeah, you want you want to ask this last? Yeah. One? So, okay. um, and I'm real quick. Sorry, oh, real okay. quick. I think this is the best change in, in, in years. So I'm sorry. We can uh, include you in this one, right, back yeah, judge? Absolutely. Yeah. We should, uh, actually, this is a good conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, this year they've changed the um, changed the mechanic around uh, trips trips formation, and that's for those that don't know what trips means. It means uh, three receivers on one side of the offensive formation. Um, the CCA manual is pretty light <laughs> about what that change is. Could you talk, uh, talk us through as best you can? We don't have video obviously, but talk us through best, the best you can, um, what that new change is about. Yeah, let's, we'll simplify it and let's not overcomplicate it either. Remember, these are just your initial keys. 
So this rule goes, this change in mechanics is in effect when we have a trips formation with a tight end. Mm -hmm. So there's a number three receiver, remember we're counting from the outside in, mm -hmm. and the tight end is number three, then the line of scrimmage official will have that as his initial key. And Tyler, I don't know what you would hear, but my understanding is a lot of times there's been analysis being done that that tight end would typically would not go down for a deep pass. And uh, most times there would be a switch that would occur with the old mechanics. So this one would allow the back judge to be not have his um, eyes on the swivel and simplify it a little bit more for the back judge because that tight end would typically not run a deep route. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it even goes with the H back that's tight. And so we, we started talking a little bit about that uh, anywhere uh, we have that third eligible outside the tackle that's tight to the tackle um, or in doubt whether he's in or out of the tackle box, uh, we're just going to leave that to the line of scrimmage official. And, and now we have no doubt. And it's so simple. Um, I will say as a back judge perspective, though, if I have an opportunity, which I should, uh, I'd like to know what that first initial action from that tight end or that H back is, if it's inside and low, those types of things. I'd like to know, still like to know that what happens there, uh, because I think I still should. But uh, I think this is a great change. Yeah, and Tyler, to that point too, right? If your number two receiver is not pressed, yeah, what do you yeah. what do you watch it? Right. So I, it's I, I watch, back to watch the say, guards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> go back to the tight end. You watch the initial, and you can see yeah. him off. Have some soft eyes and, and watch that action on that number That's two. Right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Way to just, go ahead. I would just add, sorry, I didn't cut you off there. Yep. I would just add, I mean, again, there's the communication, right? You know, after the game, if you have 10 trip formations, right, the two line of scrimmage guys in the back judge, right, should, if they're not all on the same page, at least review, hey, should we make sure, right? And last scrimmage, we had three. Oh, yeah, okay, we had three, you had two. And, and just make sure that, you know, that, that gets communicated. Because it's to, to Tyler's point, it's the same as, hey, is that back? Is that wing back? In or out, right? It's something that you're already communicating with your back judge on. And, and as we know, right, especially on the, the head head linesman, head down judge, uh, head, <laughs> head line judge, I forget what they call it. But, I mean, the back judge and that head down judge, is they are extremely, I mean, they're like, they're tired of the hit. People don't realize that. But, I mean, a, a back judge can make that one scrimmage official look really good and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's That's why I like to change so much is because it makes it a little bit simplified for the line of scrimmage official. Um, because, you know, we would be talking about, are, are we going to communicate to the LOS that this back is in, he's out, he's mine, he's yours. You don't have to do that anymore. So, And that's re talking when the, this, this player is tight to the line of scrimmage. If he's a couple paces outside, um, I think we, we still kind of stick with our original um, uh, pass keys as one, two, three. The number three being the back judge, but that's still, I guess, up for debate for crew to crew. But um, that's the way I understand it, anyways. Yep, and that's just back to that's your initial key. So then it doesn't, right. um, you know, we got to read and react the play as it comes up, Absolutely. and we might need to switch anyhow. It just to your point simplifies. Yep, just to start snapshot at the start, and then and then, <laughs> then we gotta we gotta officiate what's presented. Um, Dwayne, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, Again, thank you guys. This was awesome. Love talking to you guys anyway. You guys are just good, good, good dudes yeah. in, in the first place. But uh, thank you for coming on and sharing uh, some of your knowledge. You guys are excellent officials. And uh, I hope, hope our listeners got something out of that. 
Yeah, and, and, yeah. and do, sorry, Dale, any, any closing comments from your side? I have one, one thing that I'll just, just touch on. Uh, one thing I would say, it's okay to be wrong strong. That's a motto out of Las Vegas group, be wrong strong. But we appreciate you having us on, and this is uh, always love talking football. Thanks, Dale. Yeah, and I, I would say, you know, uh, a very similar line that most of us right, have, have heard over and over again, right, is you're only as good as your last call. Yeah. Right. And I've had some really good calls that have also had some really, really bad calls. Right. So don't get too high. Don't, don't get too low. low right. <laughs> You're only as good as your bat as, as your last call. Perfect. Absolutely. Love that thing. You will be humble. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, listen, it was great to have a, uh, a couple brothers on for the first time. We haven't, we yeah. haven't done that. So family affair, uh, appreciate your guys' time. Um, best of luck for this uh, upcoming, hopefully in the little season was up some normalcy. A little bit. Yeah. What do we got? 50, 49 days away. Something like that. So listen, uh, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Best of luck. And uh, we'll talk again soon sometime. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Couple brothers. The brothers. The Keller brothers. Keller brothers. Yes. Man, well, they, they might, uh, I bet they were competitive back when, when they were young. Oh yeah, I you mean, can you can tell. You can I, I forgot to ask that how competitive the competition. No, it's, it's, should, it's evident. Yeah, it was it was a little bit obvious, but um, but yeah, we should have needled them a little bit more. But yeah, maybe next. <laughs> oh well. Um, but yeah, that was good stuff. A lot of good um, good nuggets. tidbits, yep. good nuggets. Um, hope uh, particularly line of scrimmage officials get something out of that but other positions as well yeah yeah, yeah. could um so i took a couple of notes particularly around the um getting ready getting ready for the a game like if your game's at seven i love that when i work out at seven during the week sometime right Just i love that that was ready. really good um so yeah good stuff so we thank the keller brothers for coming on absolutely uh, sharing their 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 knowledge and their wisdom a uh, couple great people um yep i had a chance to meet them both in the past uh so hey, um, we one on one, you know. <laughs> there uh, it is. Well, there it is. Uh, hope there's one on two. Dwayne, yes. Thanks again. Let's uh, let's let's make this a wrap, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. All right, I got another okay. juice to drink soon. So yeah, I did, mine's yeah. staring at me right now. So <laughs> I'm I'm hungry. All, All right, right. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Later. Bye.